documentation for self slash evidence for some fucking body else. boyfriends who like to um, record me or have me record myself while they were at work or whatever um, and I didn't really see you know the harm in it and um, even couldn't see anything strange when drugged in a white pine apartment that I never had a key to that was owned by my boyfriend at the times um, old gambling buddy and um, whenever I tried to acquire the tapes that had been made from my boyfriend at the time he refused to let me have them and um, at one point he threatened me with them as well and told me that he still had the tapes and we got into a huge fight over the tapes and um, he still uh, refused to let me have them so um, you know for for most people that wouldn't have been a red flag and um, you know it's crazy until I hear other stories about certain things like it, it never even threw one for me because um, because I believe that these people would protect me beyond all measure and um, that no one else would and that if I went against these people that I would you know I would surely it would surely be the end of me you know and my wonderful existence wrong at one point with me constantly questioning um, my boyfriend who right after the incident um, got me a dozen roses and engagement ring and um, I would constantly ask him what had happened and what he what he knew because I had woke up several times and he was there and at one point I couldn't move my arms or legs and things were being done to me that were unexplainable so and at one point I had worked him up to a point where um, where he was accusing me of having um, having having sex with a mutual friend of ours that I had never had sex with and he claimed that I had and that he had a tape of it somehow when I went to that friend who is also um, now passed away too um, he got very nervous and um, stated that he was quote afraid to talk and um, told me that he would take me with him on his bike to um, ask some questions and do some confronting so 
honestly what I had thought was um, that they were fucking with me. And, you know, but when looking back now, um, the seriousness and the intensity of the whole situation um, should have been enough for me to for me to do what I'm doing now, which is freaking out. And you know what? I wasn't going to publish this, but I am going to publish this because it's probably one of the most important ones I've done yet. Because that, you know, that's what it's all about if I don't, right? So I'm not going to... Um, not going to be fearful as long as it's true any, anymore. Like, I, I don't have anything to, to fear. So, not any more than what I've already had to fear. So, the only, um, so I tried and tried, you know, at, I guess at my own risk to, uh, to, even get an angry response or any kind of response from continuously asking what the hell happened in there? Like what, you know, and, you know, I, I remembered enough to where in between times when I woke up, I remembered enough to, um, to know that something was wrong, but the best response that I ever really got, the most information that I ever got was um, who was walking around at the ball field that night. Because there was a ball field um, right down from the apartment. And I have no idea. Like, I don't know. <laughs> How would I know? So... Like, why would anyone know? <laughs> but, um, yeah, that's, that's the most that I, that I got from a conversation. But I think what, what little bit I do remember serves me much better. So, I remember though, and, um, keep in mind, I don't, I don't really care what anyone thinks about what I'm saying right now because um, if necessary all that could be you know easily uh, verified and um, have every reason to feel this way and just the fact that I'm afraid right now tells me tells me quite a bit but the one night that I was a little freaked out was um, there was this rented building um, on the way to Knoxville, it was on the right, and we went in there for a poker game, and um, there was the second level, and there was all these doors, like, why is there like 15 doors around the building, and all there is is this poker game down here on the bottom level, you know, and I... I was I was really freaked out that night and couldn't comprehend a whole lot of of much. But um, I remember I needed a shower and that was bothering me so bad. Like I was just feeling like I don't know. I was feeling like something something was being done to me. I mean, you know, a person 
a person kind of knows himself. So I was, um, that's how I was feeling, but. <sighs> so people were acting really weird and everything was weird. Like my, you know, my radar was going off. I just didn't know what, what it was going off about. Like I couldn't, like there was just no way. There's no way that um that I I have to be paranoid. That's all there is to it. I, I remember that's what I what I kept thinking is I just I have to be wrong. I must be wrong. Like I and I remember dozing off on the couch right before we were about to leave, and I kept hearing um, my boyfriend at the time talking with some guy that was there, and he kept saying the guy that was talking kept saying I feel sorry for. Her. I feel sorry for her. And I was like dozing in and out. And I was like, wait a minute. And, you know, I I hear that now, like all the time from perps, you know. So every time I hear it, like it, it sends me back there. And like right then I just had a, I just remembered someone that I had saw that I saw other places, but whatever. Um. You know, when things unfold, they unfold. Um, they unfold really quickly, and it isn't painless. You know, it isn't the uh, the band aid that I have tattooed on my arm. You know, it doesn't happen that quickly. But um, you know, hey, sure, there's a possibility I'm wrong, but. What are the chances of that? I mean, what are the real chances of that? You know, like I said, there's a, a ton of, of evidence that, that God knows is too disturbing to put on this podcast, and I absolutely refuse to, but I guess everybody has aces in the hole, you know? And um, what's been the scariest for me is knowing that something was going on but not being able to figure out what, like not being able to understand what's happening to me, not, not being able to comprehend what, what the hell is going on. Because I always considered myself to, to be intelligent and I... I still do. So I keep going through the motions of, um, am I stupid because I can't grasp this? Like, am I, like, am I crazy because I, maybe I have grasped it and I'm too afraid to say anything. You know, is someone going to kill me when I do grasp it? Have they already killed me and I just haven't died yet by what they did to my mouth that day? You know, I go around and around with that, so. You know, the last thing I would have done is, uh. It scared the hell out of me, put it that way. And even, even so, you know, being a. Being that at being that at risk, still being afraid to say 
Like, what the fuck is happening? With absolutely, really nothing to gain by not saying anything and everything to lose. But still being afraid to. It's a terrifying spot to be in. When I can't even remember what made me that way, you know? Like what the point was where I realized I, I shouldn't, I should just be quiet, you know? Because there were try, times that I tried to say something, and um, but I tried to say stuff to the wrong people. And, um, you know, they would get mad at me and tell me they didn't want to fucking hear it. Well, I don't want to be saying it. You know, and the last thing I would want to do at this moment is, uh, is say something that, that wasn't true because, well, I have, I have barely anything to gain, but I have absolutely uh, everything to lose. So knowing that, uh, yeah, I, ma I made myself vulnerable to situations like my own. There's no doubt. And I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna try to justify that I did that. Because I did. But in these cases, fucking getting up and putting your clothes on and going outside makes you vulnerable to shit like this. Or in some cases, not even going outside. Not even being around people. Sleeping makes you vulnerable to things like this. Top of that, all three of the individuals that I have spoke about without giving names in this podcast are dead now. All three have died in the last year and a half. All three of them passed away. So, you know, excuse me if I get a little pissed off and someone calls me paranoid. Because I, I'm pretty sure that paranoia would be a better option than what I have here. And wouldn't you know it, the exact same vehicle that sat in the parking lot of my ear, nose, and and throat specialist appointment, the first one, sit out there the whole time, headlights on, staring at me until my transportation came, and then of course they left too. Wouldn't you know it, they're pulling out of the parking lot right now. So please, before you call me paranoid, you, know, you may want to know the facts first.